Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Thank you, wherever you're listening and whenever you're listening to Whole Life Healing. We want to give you a little something to, something to chew on and think about this week, something to challenge you, something to apply to your life, and something to maybe make your life a little bit better. Uh, at least this week, and sometimes maybe for the rest of your life. But wherever you are, thank you and welcome. Uh, please send us any um, suggestions, constructive criticism. Uh, criticism, if it's not constructive, that's okay too. Uh, whatever, let us hear from you. We would, we would absolutely love that. Okay, um, the uh, spiritual law for this week, uh, savant or idiot. Um, most of you are probably familiar with that term, idiot savant. When I hear that, I think about the movie Rain Man that uh, came out, I don't know, 20 or so years ago. Shows my age a little bit, I guess, with uh, Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman. Uh, pretty interesting and entertaining movie. And in the, in the movie, Dustin Hoffman is an idiot savant, okay? And he appears to be you know, pretty significantly mentally handicapped, but in other ways, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, at one point, they're eating at a restaurant, and someone drops a box of toothpicks, one of these great big boxes of like 500 toothpicks, and uh, they just go everywhere when they hit the floor, and the lady picks the box up that still has a bunch of them in it, and Dustin Hoffman's character looks down at the floor and says a number. I don't remember what it was, but like uh, 247. And Tom Cruise, who's his brother, says, what? And he says it again, 247. What are you talking about? And then he says, 247 toothpicks on the floor. And, and sure enough, the lady counts the ones in the box um, and he's exactly right to the, I mean, exactly. And how did he know that? I mean, he doesn't know how he knew it. He just knew it. He is a savant with math. At least his character was in that movie. But in other areas, he's handicapped. Uh, Webster's definition of an idiot savant, a person who is highly knowledgeable about one subject but knows little about anything else. Now, I would say that someone being actually diagnosed and labeled uh, professionally as an idiot savant is fairly rare. But I do believe that all of us have are on that continuum somewhere. Maybe the far right is a diagnosable idiot savant, and on the far left is no savant 
and no idiot. Well, I would say both extremes are very, very rare. All right. Um, I, I'll use me as an example. I could get lost in a paper bag. <laughs> no joke, man. It's a joke. I mean, it is a joke in our family, but no joke. I could get lost in a paper bag. I could get lost places that people will say to me, how did you do that? H how did you get lost going to there or, or like that? Or because the directions were so easy and and, and my answer is, I don't know. I don't know. And, and because of that, through most of my life, I've had a little bit of anxiety when it comes to going someplace I, I don't already know how to get to just using, like, you know, instructions on a sheet of paper. Because sometimes that just doesn't totally compute to me. Now, you, as you might imagine... The invention of GPS has been um, a godsend for me, okay? And I thought no one in the world can be worse at directions than me until Harry, my oldest son, started driving. And let me tell you, he is worse. He is way worse than me. In fact, he's the worst with directions I've ever seen. And, and we laugh about it. He laughs about it, okay? Uh, I am good at one or two things, and, and I would say maybe even gifted at one or two things. Um, one of them is having a sense about people and stuff that's going on with them that maybe other people don't readily recognize, and sometimes they don't even recognize. And I was doing that when I was four years old, and my parents would look at me like I was nuts. Hey, did you know that so-and-so uh, who was just at our house for a party is going through a really hard time, I, I would say to my parents, and they would look at me like, well, wh what did they tell you? And I, why did, They didn't tell me anything. They're just going through some really hard time. They're really upset when maybe they were laughing through the whole party. And they would look at me like I'm crazy, and then a few weeks later, which happened a number of times, they found out that I was right. Now, I thought everybody thought that way, okay? But they don't, all right? Um, so I have many things that I'm way more on the idiot side. If I were to be born today, I would be diagnosed with every learning disability known to man, probably, okay? I almost flunked every single grade, flunked kindergarten, flunked third grade. Um, every year it was, are they going to let Alex go to the next grade? Because my mind works spatially, not linear, and, and almost all schooling is linear. Now, when I went to graduate school, I did really well, but I'd learned some coping uh, mechanisms by then, and it was something that I was very passionate about and was a little bit less linear in psychology than maybe some other things, although it was still pretty, pretty linear. So I've got way more idiot side things, one or two gifting kind of things, and in my experience, that's true with most people. Almost everyone I have ever met has a gifting. Uh, you might say on the savant side. Now, it may not be like, 
247 uh, toothpicks just by looking on the floor, but it's something that they are really good at. And, and usually that thing they also have a passion about, unless they have been abused or gone through so much trauma that the passion is kind of squelched out, which, which absolutely can happen. Um, happens all the time. Uh, a kid is really good at baseball. I mean, they are just naturally gifted. But the father is like this hard-driving, almost like they're in the Marines or something, and is determined that son is going to become, you know, the next Mickey Mantle or something, and pushes, 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 pushes and, uh, until all the fun has gone out of it. And so the kid who was gifted and had a passion for something now may be still gifted, but they don't have a passion. In fact, they may not want to ever do it again because of all the pain associated with it. But without that, that kid would have been passionate, would have done well, maybe become the next Mickey Mantle, maybe not, maybe just good, but something that they're gifted at, okay? At, on the other side, everyone I've ever met and, and gotten in depth with has something on the idiot side, something that doesn't work so good for them, all right? So this week, for you, kind of like the directions for me, all right, and, and math and a whole bunch of other things. I could talk about those all day. So kind of what I would recommend for this week is get out a piece of paper or your iPad and... Put a line down the middle. On one side, put idiot. On another side, put savant. Maybe don't use the word idiot. That, that, that's a bad word. It'd probably make you feel bad. And there's no reason to feel bad. This is very natural. But uh, maybe savant and not so great on the other side or something like that. And so put your thing like no sense of direction for me or whatever those things are for you, and list all of them. The things that you are not so good at, that are really hard for you to do, that are challenging, that you avoid, that you tend to mess up in this area, okay? Uh, another, another negative one for me is I'm almost totally a big picture person. Details really freak me out sometimes, okay? And so if there's too many details my mind starts to kind of fritz, almost like a computer virus or something. And because I'm not detailed, earlier in my life, I would miss appointments, I would miss deadlines, you know, things like that. Um, I don't today, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But anyway, um, uh, and, and, and let me give you an example, a, a, a parallel to this idiot savant thing. Some of you may have seen the movie uh, Split. It was a big box office movie that came out, oh, I don't know, a couple years ago, something like that. And it was a movie about uh, split personality disorder or multiple personality disorder, as it would be called kind of clinically. Um, and the little brother of that, uh, the little brother of multiple personality is being dissociative. All right. Now, all dissociative means is that your conscious mind is separated from certain memories because they're painful for you. And so part of your mind, 
kind of says, all right, I'll be the one in charge of taking care of these trauma memories so Alex can live his life and not be weighed down by this thing all the time, all right? And uh, it manifests in a lot of different ways. I had a client one time, a lady client, who was date raped in college, and for four years, she had no memory that it ever happened. And then she remembered it after she was married to someone else, and it was this big, huge guilt and shame thing uh, for her. Well, how did she do that? I mean, as an adult, 20-something-year-old woman, and you have something as big as that happen, and, and consciously, for four years, you do not know that it happened. Well, that's dissociative. It's not multiple personality. It's dissociative. Uh, part of your mind is dealing with that, all right? But you cannot be, you, you, you can be a person, this is the usual case, who is not a multiple personality, um, but maybe just slightly dissociative, meaning um, you can remember stuff, but it's so far back there on the back burner that it really doesn't trouble you a lot except in maybe really specific situations, okay? Well, that would not professionally qualify for multiple personality or dissociative, probably, but you've still got an issue there, all right? Almost none of us are at either extreme where we're we're full-blown idiot savant, or we're full-blown nothing, no gift, and no weakness, right? Almost all of us are in the middle. So, make a, an accounting this week of what areas are you savant-like, what areas are you not so great in, all right? Um, I was talking to Hope the other day, and I said, you know what, if I could go back in our marriage to when we started, um, I would do so many things different, and I actually said, without even thinking about it, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be an idiot this time, all right? Well, that's a nice thought, maybe, but I can't go back there. And maybe those times when I was, in quotation marks, kind of an idiot, God has now kind of turned into something good in our lives. And He absolutely has. And that's the truth. Okay? And I believe that same thing can happen to you. That the areas that you are savant-like, where you're gifted, are things that you can build on to take your life to the top of the mountain for you. And the things where you're not so great, where you're maybe on that idiot side, you if you deal with those in truth and love and with some of the tools we've got, you can keep those from dragging your life down. Or maybe, this is the better way to say it, for keeping your gifting from blooming. Okay? You can only be what you are, all right? When I was younger, I didn't like this gift once I figured out 
that no one else has it. it I, I felt kind of freakish, all right? But did that change who I was? Did it change me having that gift? No, it didn't, all right? And I certainly wanted to trade in my terrible sense of direction and be good at directions. But I couldn't do that either because that, that is part of who I am as well. Now, some of this, some of this is maybe spiritual. That I'm kind of made that way. Some of it is probably physical. You know, something happened in my brain while my mom was pregnant with me. All right. Some of it is mental, the things that I learned growing up and the prejudices and the, and the good things as well. All right. All of that combines to make me who I am, both some good and some bad. All right. So let me share a couple of things you can do for the savant and the idiot. All right. The savant will kill you if you don't do what you're gifted at. Number one, the, your savant side will kill you if, number one, you don't do what you're gifted at. Now, I don't mean you have to do that for a profession, but you, ha you absolutely need to be doing what you're gifted at, even if it's a hobby, even if it's only an hour a week, even if it's on special occasions, whatever, however you can build that into your life, you have got to be doing what you're gifted at, or it will hurt you inside. You will know something's wrong, something's missing. I'm, 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 I'm not doing my life the way I need to be doing it, and maybe you don't even know why, all right? Um, your savant will also kill you if you're not doing it with a healed heart. If your heart is not coming from a place of love and truth more than fear and falsehood, your savant side can kill you as well. In that case, it becomes an arrogance. It becomes a have-to. That, that's where uh, a gifted businessman who is just gifted at business, he didn't learn it in school, he's just gifted, he becomes a multi-multi-millionaire and is absolutely miserable. Well, the reason for that, he's doing his gift, but he's doing it out of a place of fear and falsehood, not love and truth. So either way, your savant will kill you if you're not doing it, or if you're doing it out of a place of fear and falsehood, not of love and truth, what I would call a healed heart. Your idiot side will kill you if, number one, you let it grow. Okay? And it will grow just like a weed. And that's a good analogy. Your, savant, your idiot side is kind of like a weed. All right? So, in other words, with my bad sense of direction, if I got a job uh, that is about making maps or something, map, try, reading a map is one of the things that will fritz my brain, all right? Well, what if out of college someone made me a great job offer? Hey, Alex, I like you a lot. 
I've got a map making company. Um, why don't you come and work for me? Well, if I was actually the one, you know, doing some of the map stuff with the directions and roads and this symbol means this and that symbol means that, incredibly detailed, I would have been miserable. All right? So if you let that idiot side, if you let that place that you're not good at grow like a weed and spread to other areas of your life, it will kill you. Number two, your idiot side will kill you if you don't attack it. If you don't attack it. You cannot be passive with your idiot areas or your not-so-great areas, okay? I have learned to build coping mechanisms, to build routines. Routines was a really big one for me. That's when I stopped missing meetings and appointments and deadlines and things like that. Uh, today, man, with all the calendars that, that are electronic and remind you automatically and the apps where I can... Um, I, I'm also... I'm a writer, but I don't like to write. Okay? So every book I do, I speak it. Well, they've got these incredible apps now where you speak it and it turns it into text. And then all I have to do is polish it up, which is not a big deal. All right? So, you have to attack your idiot or not-so-great areas so that they... you got to pull that weed out of your heart before it spreads and infects your, your gifting areas, your relationships, etc. Alright? And if you do that, if you heal your heart and live what you're gifted at and passionate about, if you do attack your not-so-great, your weak areas, those areas that end up leading to addictions and bad habits just to numb the pain or try to balance out the negative feelings somewhat, if you attack those areas and build in mechanisms to keep that from growing and pull those weeds, then your gifting will blossom and will take you to the top for your life. And you know what? When you get there, you may not be the richest person in the world. You may not be the most famous person in the world. You know, a lot of those things that we daydream about as little kids. But when you get there, where you've attacked and, and that negative area is now under control, you pulled the weed, and your gift is flourishing, and you're using it, and you're using it from a heart of love, joy, and peace, you will say, I would not trade places with anybody. I love my life. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what I want for you. And, and it's amazing to me that in my 50s now, as big a, a screw-up as I am, I, I mess up more than anybody I've ever known, I love my life. I don't deserve it, but by the grace of God, I love my life. And uh, a number of years ago, I could not imagine feeling that way. Well, 
You can feel that way too if you don't already. And we would love to help you. We got some tools that we think can help you. But uh, take stock of that this week. See where you are and, and start uh, blooming your gift and pulling the weeds of your idiot side. We've all got them. No shame in that. Just take this action and, and it will change your life. I promise. Have a wonderful, blessed day. 